after you it is by your mercy it's your mercy that found us uh, fell in our and as it has found us uh, we are pursuing even to see if we can partake of you partake of your blessing father we say thank you we thank you for this love which you have loved us we thank you for this everlasting love we thank you for this great love with which you loved us. As John said, what manner of love is this that we should be called sons of God? Father, it's a great love. It's a great sacrifice that, you, that you've given. It's a, great, it's a great thing you've done for us, even to be able to, to say we want to learn from you. Thank you, Father. We appreciate your love. Father, we thank you for the season that is upon us even in this day and time. We thank you for the access that you are beckoning us to come into. We thank you because if you've not opened it up, we won't even hear the beckoning. Father, we say thank you. Thank you for the door which you have opened in the spirit. Uh, thank you for much doors that you will yet open. But I thank you for the ones you've already opened for us. Father, we say thank you. Father, we ask, Lord that as we gather uh, strength even to come up even into these things which you are calling us we ask that you will give us grace not to fall short of your blessings in the name of Jesus for that we need grace 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 for your grace is help your grace your abundant grace is help indeed for our soul we ask this day that much grace will be given to us in things in the name of Amen. Jesus. We ask for Amen. the blessing uh, of your spirit. Amen. We ask for the grace to walk with your spirit. Father, we ask, Father, that as we are walking with you, even in this season, that you will quicken our senses, our spiritual senses, even to discern your will and discern your leading for us in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. We ask that as we go into your word, we ask that we will find mercy by your word, even for life today in the name of Jesus. Father, we ask that as we go, the message that as we go into your word, we ask for help that your word would open up unto us as you designed for us this day in the name of Jesus. Father, we ask that even as your word comes to us today, that we will be able to receive them even with meekness, that they might uh, give salvation to us. As you've said in your word, receive with meekness the engrafted word, which is able to save our soul. Father, we, are, we know that your word is able to save our soul. We ask for grace to receive them upon the tables of our heart in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, because you have answered our prayer. Fala Ernota. Thank you, Fanata. 
we give you praise. For in Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. They want to see something. Amen. I welcome everyone here tonight. You are all welcome. You are all welcome with the, with the love of God. Amen. Just checking that uh, things are okay. Interesting. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Okay. I mean, I was uh, happy to be here again. I'm happy. I'm excited. Amen. Uh, I'm going to start. Uh, before I continue, can someone quickly just uh, give me a recap? So you are smiling. <laughs> Could you give a recap of Saturday? Just Saturday. Or maybe Tuesday to Saturday. Just quick recap. Mm. I think I'm here. Mm. Anybody? Nobody? Why is everybody always looking at me? Is it that hard? <laughs> is it that hard eh, to talk? I'm sure it's not hard to talk. No? Why is everybody always... Uh, uh, is it, it's hard. It's hard to talk. Is it? Ah. Okay. Kevin, do you want to help us? Um, um, Tuesday and Saturday. Yes. And Tuesday, we, uh, I think we talked about the word, prayer yeah. in the word. Yeah. And the spirit of the word. And uh, we talked about uh, going into the world, mm. how the world and prayer is our lifeline, mm, yeah. and the balance on how to use them for spiritual purposes. And uh, last on Saturday we went into talking about. Uh, we talked about we talked about the will. We touched mm-hmm. the wheel and we touched, uh, talked about the scroll and uh, the book. Yeah. And um, how the will of God uh, comes, is being written in us. And mm-hmm. we, are, we have to eat it. Yeah. And uh, do it. And um, I think uh, that we ended it in talking about. Uh, the wonders of God. Mm. Yeah, and I'll just say that's a recap. Pretty much. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Mm. So, I'm mean, was, was, uh, let me just before I continue, I'm mean, was, was, was Saturday message a little bit difficult? Was it difficult? It's not difficult. Is it? Is it technical? Was it a little bit technical? Okay. It's not difficult. If you say it's not difficult, then fine, we're all good. Everybody says it's fine, it's not difficult. Okay. So, does anybody have any question? No question. Okay. 
going going one going twice okay all right i don't know why everybody is always it's always shy and everyone everybody is shy nobody wants to talk amen it's not that hard though Everybody is saying, hmm, okay. It's not that hard, though. It's really not that hard. Amen. Amen. So we were, we were, and we were talking about, uh, I think just to see the flow, we've been talking about, uh, <clears throat> I think we started talking about access in the spirit, and then we talked about why it's, uh, how we gain access, and which is through our lifeline, which is the word and prayer. And then we started talking about Prayer, and we talked about prayer, and we talked about prayer, and we've been talking about prayer for some time. And then I, th- I think on Tuesday when I began uh, to move into the Word, and uh, we talked about what prayer does, or how we got this uh, prayer when we pray in the Spirit, right? Or mostly prayer give, grant us access into mysteries. That's when we are praying. Uh, we can access mysteries, but not just praying. When you are praying in the spirit, right? And we've talked about the limitations of just praying with our understanding alone, right? Not that we can't pray with our understanding. We can pray with our understanding, but there's just uh, so far our understanding can fetch us when it comes to reaching into the spirit. And then we began to talk about um, the the mysteries. So we said prayer. When you pray in the when you pray in the spirit, when you are praying in the spirit, what you what you what you are accessing is the are mysteries, right? As Second uh, Corinthians chapter is it First Corinthians? Sorry, First Corinthians chapter fourteen, verse two. Um, why two was stuck in my head? Okay, it's First Corinthians chapter fourteen, verse two. Uh, can you quickly just let me read it? For he that speaketh in an unknown tongue mm-hmm. speaketh not unto men, God, man. but unto God. For no man understandeth him, how be it in the spirit, spirit he speaketh mysteries. So how be it in the spirit he speaketh mysteries. So when you begin to pray, and you are praying in the spirit, what you are tapping into uh, and mysteries, uh, because God Himself, everything God is a mystery. Eh? God is a mystery, and everything about God are mysteries. Right? When I say God is a mystery, it means we don't, we really don't know Him as we should, right? Because the Scripture says, uh, "I will seek Him that hide His face from Jacob," right? So there's a reason why God, God hid himself. So when God hid himself, the moment he's hidden is, is now a mystery because you can't know him. Right? Because a mystery is something you don't know. Right? A mystery. When you say, ah, let's unravel a mystery. What's the mystery? means it's something unknown. There's a, there is an unknown uh, knowledge, wisdom around something that makes it mysterious. Right? Uh, the way coronavirus is almost a mystery to men, and they are all trying to uh, find the solution. To, they want to say, okay, where did it come from? Okay, let's begin to research into what we can do to give a cure for this thing. Right? So the reason why it's like that is because it's a mystery. So they don't know it. 
the things that are no longer mysteries are things that are already known. Yeah. Right? So, for example, malaria used to be a mystery. Uh, tuberculosis used to be a mystery uh, because there was no technology at some point to begin to deal with that ailment, that disease. So, for a long time, most of the diseases that we know were mysteries to men. And the reason is because they don't know. It was new. How, how can they now begin to look for solutions? And if you check it, most of the things on earth were mis naturally mysteries. And it's not even just from God's realm. When you move into man, most things that are here are mysteries. Now, the reason why they are no longer mysteries is because man has journeyed into a place where they began to use their strength, energy, to begin to demystify natural things. But on a normal day, those things were not, they were not even mysteries to Adam. All those things, everything you see, all, not, 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 nothing on earth was a mystery to Adam. Because Adam is higher. Adam was in the heavens of the earth, governing the earth, right? So nothing on earth, if, if there is a single iota of mystery to him, he can't be staying in the heavens of the earth. He can't stay there. Because what, what it means is, if you are to stay there, it means you have the mastery of the earth. So you are a master of the earth. If you are going to be a lord, if you are going to be a god over earth, you must be higher than earth. So therefore, you yourself, you will be the mystery to earth. Earth won't be a mystery to you. So to, in the beginning... The earth was a mystery to Adam because they all respond. So, sorry, Adam was a mystery to the earth because the, the earth respond to him naturally. You just respond to him. Amen. So uh, whatever is a mystery has the ability to govern. Amen. So whatever is a mystery has the ability to, to govern. So if Adam is a mystery to the earth, it means Adam can be a god, can govern the earth, right? Now, if you move higher, the angels can also govern Adam. If you then continue to move up and up and up and up, you now see that they can all govern every dimension that is below them. Simply because the higher you move into the realm of the spirit, the more mysterious it becomes. And it's mysterious because of the things you will begin to deal with in there. Amen. So, the higher you move, the more mysterious things become. And then the more the, more the need to demystify them. Amen. Now, I'm just saying that so that we can just see if from the little, littlest realm, even the natural, the earth, eh, the earth itself, has become a mystery to man because of man, for man fell. And earth is now a mystery because you don't know. And then if, if, if we reverse the case, Adam was governing the earth. Adam was higher. Uh, so Adam, the earth, Adam was a mystery to the earth. The things higher than Adam were all mysteries. Now, now trace it back all the way to God. So now notice that the journey is far. How mysterious God is, is, uh, how do I put it, is on... It's unfathomable. You can't even compare them. You can't compare it. Which means if you are to fetch things from there, you will need something that will enable you. Yeah. 
to fetch from there and see those things so that you can understand them. Amen. So you need tools to demystify the mystery. So like I said, uh, when you are praying in the spirit, you speak mysteries, which means you are dealing with mystery things. Right? So you are dealing with those things, but um, then we now need to start looking at how those mysteries now begins to come together to you eh? as things you can relate with. And I mentioned on the last, last time that when the mysteries, are, when you are dealing with mysteries, you need tools to demystify them. Now, when the mysteries are coming, as, for example, as you have been praying, and you're beginning to tap, you're beginning to, to tap into the realm of the spirit, you notice that as you are tapping into it, things begin to flow to you. And when they are flowing to you, they flow to you as knowledge, as knowing, somehow. Yeah? So they flow to you as knowledge. But it's not, you know, it's not, it's not like you'll be praying, you'll be praying, and then suddenly the definition of stone will just come to you. Stone is, the, uh, stone is CO2. It's not CO2, I'm just using it as an example. Stone is CO2 combined with CO444, that's it. No, right? Those things, mysteries, as they, as you come, as they come to you, they be, the, 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 you begin to tap the spirit, and then those things begin to flow to you in your heart, and they begin to flow as, ah, how do I put it? As a spiritual essence, but with, with, a, with a sense of knowing. Does that make sense? Now, because I, what I'm explaining is that when you are beginning to access mysteries in the spirit, how mysteries now begins to flow to you is through the word. Amen. Now, God uses the word to explain the things you are getting in the spirit. Right? So, God now begins to interpret the things you are receiving, the mystery that's coming to you by the word. Which is why we need the word. Now, like I said earlier, I think I've mentioned this before, which is why we need the word. Amen. Praise the Lord. Without the word, you can't, your, your interaction in the spirit is not complete. Let me use that. Yes. Why? Because there are so many things you can get in the realm of the spirit without the word. When I say without the word, it means the way things flow, the way they flow really, is things flow to you in the spirit if you don't have anything around the word. All you are going to be doing is you are going to just be interacting with the, the spiritual things you are dealing with. The st- spiritual flow that is coming to you. Maybe you are praying and suddenly you begin to see something in the spirit. Or you know, some spiritual things begin to happen around you. That, won't, that, process, hmm? that, that process around you, the thing that is being quickened around you, won't really come to fruition or you won't have access to the real knowledge in there if you don't have a relationship with the word. Amen. So if you don't have a relationship with the word, you won't be able to interpret the spiritual thing that that is beginning to flow 
to you. Amen. Which is why it is important to have access to the word of God. And the word of God is, hmm, how do I put it? The word of God is very interesting in such a way that it is simple but not simple at the same time. Yeah? I'm just using the word simple but not simple. I'm looking for a way to, to put it. The word of God is very, 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 very interesting. You see, this, this word of God has the ability to make, but to access the things in there for to be made is what's difficult. But it's not difficult. The reason why it's difficult is just because we've not built some cultures, we've not built some uh, disciplines around the word. Amen. The word is not just anything you can just take and just start using it as you, as you will. Right? Now, the word of God is given you know, for edification, for doctrine, right? It's given so that Christians, we can, in short, the word, when you are a Christian, the, the next thing, you know, the moment someone is born again, the next thing they would find for them is you need to get a Bible because you need to start reading your word. You need to know what God is saying to you, right? So there's, there's, if, if, the, if the Bible is not important, they won't tell a new believer, oh, yeah, go and get your Bible. Because they know that the moment you start reading your Bible, then you can start building a relationship with God. Right? Now, why, why, is it not, why, why didn't they say, okay, you are born again today? Okay, let's just, let, let me get you um, your science book. And then you begin to read your science book. And then that's it. It's because there's something spectacular. There's something, something totally different about the word. Now, the word of God. Now, let me say this. You can contact spirit in any book. But when it comes to the word, eh, the, the things you engage is different. Mm-hmm. Why am I saying that? When you read books, mm-hmm. mm, when you read books, what you really access there mm-hmm. is the heart mm-hmm. of the writer. Yes. Now, when you are reading books and you read the heart of the writer, what it's possible to contact the same spirit that is upon them as they were penning down those books. Right? Now, that is why, you know, when you read many motivational books, you know, people will read, ah, I've read this one, and then you now say, ah, there's ginger, ginger, okay, there's, there's energy now, let's go and do, you know, you now see people, ah, we are going to do today, right? Because the book, eh, there's a spirit behind it, has the ability to, to influence a soul. So when you are reading a book, you're not just reading a book, you are actually accessing the heart of the writer. Which is why many books, right? When you are reading them and they are and they are and they are and they are showing you different things, especially Christian books, you notice that when you are when you are reading them, you get virtues from those books eh, that you add to your knowledge, to your learning as you are studying the word. Right? So you can actually gain virtue there. But all of those Christian writers, they all gained their wisdom from the Bible. Isn't it? So it is more of a writer, writer, a writer, writing writers, pretty much, right? So I'm saying that, just to explain that, the same way you can contact different spirits, the same way you can read a motivational book, it will push you into the world. It will put drive inside you. And all you'll be, all you'll be chasing is, how, 
the next five goals before I turn 40. It's true now. Many people are so dedicated to the next five goals than they are to God. It's true. Eh? Am I lying? Many people are dedicated to the goals they will have for 2020 than their Bible. Simply because the, they've, they have something inside, they've contacted something that is driving them in a different way. What I can tell you is, there's no way you access Bible, you get Bible. Let's, it's a very simple question I'm just going to ask. If you read a motivational book and it is driving you into the world, please, I want to ask you, you this Bible you are reading, can you tell me, where, where can Bible point you? Hmm? What can it point you? Answer me now. I did. Where, where can Bible point you? Say so we said you are the one that said wow. <laughs> it can point you to where? It can point you to God. Isn't it? So which means the scripture itself is what is given to believers to access God. And people can access God there. But the funny thing is there are different access levels when it comes to the scripture. Why? Because we've not learned disciplines around the world enough to know how to fetch things from there. Amen. It's 8 o'clock. And this, this light is here. Also. Amen. Oh, sorry. There, is, there are things you can fetch in the Bible. How do I put it? Bible are in layers. Scripture are in layers. When I say layers, they are layers of access. I can tell you, there are, you'll be wondering, one day, maybe you read your Bible, and before, you've been, what you've been seeing is, okay, how oh God is, you're, you're, you're reading Bible, how oh God, you are so good to me. That's it. But then you read the same scripture one day, it's a totally different, it's as if they moved you into a different place. It's the same scripture, but it's as if, this, this, you've never seen it that way before. What happens is they've just removed a layer of uh, veil. I just put I use the word veil, a layer of covering for you to access realms in the spirit. So the only way you can gain access to the realm of the spirit, uh, as you should, when it comes to knowing God, is through the Bible. Amen. Have I explained it properly? The only way we gain access to God is through the word. Now, I'll go, I'll go back quickly to what I've been saying. And I'm, I'm going to read. Um, someone should help me open Psalm 1. I think we, we stopped there the last time, right? Someone should help me open, open Psalm 1. And uh, someone should... Uh, Open the book of Second Corinthians chapter three. Hmm. Chapter three. Mm. Amen. Father, we thank you. Psalm one. From verse one. But don't read it yet. We are going to read it. I'm just explaining earlier, uh, I think I started explaining the, the mysteries and then explaining how the mysteries are interpreted, right? Which is true 
the word and why the word is important, right? Now, um, if, if praying in the spirit gives you access into mysteries and what they will use to interpret the mystery is the Bible. That means the Bible itself is a mystery or is a mystery is a mystery ah, is a mystery piece. Use the word is a mystery piece, which means the Bible itself is highly hidden or known. And if you are going to begin to access what is really in there, then you need to really build a relationship with the word. Because it's very important. Fenai Halmat. It's the relationship you build with the word that will determine how the word will respond to you. It's the relationship with the word that will determine how the word will respond to you. You know the word has a response. When I say response, it means the way the word is quickened around you. Mm. And it can't be given to motivational things that expect the Bible to be quickened around you. It can't. It's not possible. Eh? One, one was, there will be worrying. One will be worrying against the other. If you are reading the Bible, and they will, if you are feeding the motivation more than the Bible, you notice that what you think more during the day is motivation rather than the word. Amen. Now, and here's where, where we now have to start defining things. If you don't have a good relationship with the word, eh? when I say word, before when you hear word, when I'm saying word, be thinking of prayer. All the prayer we've been praying, we'll be talking about sins. Why? Because, like I said, prayer and word go hand in hand, right? So, which means, if I say word, eh, that means you must have a prayer life somewhere, right? So, the moment when I'm saying word, be, be, be remembering every single thing we've been saying up until, up until word, amen? Because you can't, you can't do without it. You can't do without prayer in order to access. You can't do, you must have a functional prayer life. Mm? Anyways, so when you begin to deal when you begin to deal with the word, then the word would respond to you depending on the relationship you've built with the word. And this is where it's very important. If you are not building relationship with the world, the word, you will build it with the world. Mm-hmm. Mm. W O L D. R L D. Ah, sorry. W O R L D. The world. In summary, the world is everything around you. Yeah. That has nothing to do with God. That's the world. Mm. That's, like just simple definition. I don't. Not too much. Everything around you that is not relating to God is the world. Eh? When the scripture is saying, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. So there is the world and there are things inside. So most, what we see mostly are the things inside that we do there and today. Okay, we've overcome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I don't love this world. Now, many of us say we don't love this world, but we love it. <laughs> Why? Because when, we, when you check our pursuit, you see that it has nothing to do with God, really. It just has to do with our goal. Our, our own things, our future. You no, know, there are things you know you might okay. I've planned, like I said, five goals before uh, 2020 ends. You know that five goals before 2020 is not the end. That's not the end of the problem. Oh. 
because the goal in 2020 is to achieve another goal in 2021. So my first five goals in 2020, you pursue, okay, okay, get it, then what's the next one? Why? Because they are, they are planning something ahead. Okay, okay, okay. If I must get $5 billion worth of property, I must have started this, this, that, this, that, this, that. Okay, okay. If I need this, I must have, I need, okay, so I need a job, you know. They will calculate, redesign, realign, you know, put it together. And then, what we now do in the name of God is we just add Jesus to it. <laughs> we just add Jesus. So when we now do that, we feel we are okay. We feel we are okay. We feel God is with us. God has, is, we even be praying, thank you God for helping me set these goals. <laughs> it's true, we thank him all. Thank you Father, Lord Jesus. I, I appreciate you. I give you great glory. Thank you Father, because I know that uh, you said we should ask the desire in our heart and you will give it to us. Father, here is my goal for 2020. We ask, Lord, that you will bless it. As you said, you know, we start, we pray, we pray. We, and, we, and here's the funny thing. We know how to pray those prayers. We know them well because any prayer that has to do with you getting something, ah, you know how to pray for it. Ah, that one is not even a problem. There might be a problem when it comes to wake up and study your Bible. There might be a problem when it comes to, you know what? Why don't you give yourself to studying Bible five, ten hours a day? There will be a problem there. But the moment there is, why don't you just pray about your 2020? Ah, Father Lord, Jesus. That one, strength, no, they had. Strength, the way the strength will come, hmm? the way the grace will even flow, you would, you would think the vessel has been praying. <laughs> I've been praying since they were born, right? Simply because that's, it is easier to fuel our own personal things. One of the things that guide our desires is the things we interact with. So, if you're not interacting with, your, with the world and you are interacting with the world constantly, you know that, that one is not even, it's not even a, it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not something you, you negotiate. I don't want to interact in the world. You, you don't negotiate it. Naturally, you're just there. Simple. And it's not as if you have option. That one, you don't have option. But the one you have option for is to study your Bible. And it's not as if you have option for it. It's just we that we see it that way. Hmm? The one we think we have option for, let me use that word, is the Bible. So it's easy to chase uh, natural things than to chase Bible. Now, whatever, whatever you can yield yourself to is what you yield your strength to. Your strength means the strength inside you. You know, everybody has strength on what on, on, on things they can carry out. Eh? Everybody has strength. Everybody has strength to some degree. Now, notice that what everybody is using it for is different. Just different. It's not as if God left you and I bankrupt. No. There's a measure of strength in each soul. It's just that that strength is to be spent. But where we are spending it is not the problem. Right? So where we are spending our strength is the problem. What God gave that strength for eh, really is so that you can know him. It's so that you can pursue him. If God wants to reach you, what he taps you is the strength inside you. He'll try to reach to it. Maybe peradventure you can use it 
to chase after him. Say, draw me. And I'll come running after you. Who said that? It's Ecclesiastes, have you? It's Ecclesiastes. I think it's Ecclesiastes or is it Sam? It's Ecclesiastes. Anyways. And there is that. When we read Matthew, is it Matthew 5? And he's saying that thou shalt love your God with all thy might, with all thy heart, with all thy strength. You see, Abby? Told I so. Let me read it. Told I strength. I'm talking about this now. Hopefully, I can round up. Yes, please let me read it. Jesus said unto him, Thou mm-hmm. shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, mm-hmm. with all thy soul, mm-hmm. and with all thy mind. With all thy might. With all thy soul, with all thy mind. Mind. Mm-hmm. So everything they said there is everything that sums you up. When you, when you think of yourself, you are mind, you are soul, you are your heart. How do I know? Very simple now. Man is spirit, soul, body. Inside soul, you have mind. Inside soul, you have heart. You notice they didn't talk too much. They just talk about soul. They talk about mind, heart, soul. Because that's the whole sum. That's the sum of everything. While well, I'm saying so, the deepest part of a soul, the, the depth, the core of the soul is the heart. And there is a link between the mind and the heart. And the, the link is, as a man thinketh, so is he. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. So which means they are just telling us the process of forming a mouth. How, 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 do, how do you live as you think you are? Out of that, you speak. That speaking is not just, hi, come here. No. That speaking is living. That speaking is you are living. So how you live is how you speak. Or it's your conversation. Eh? Mm. Is it not your conversation? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So which means your conversation is revolved around the way you live. Mm. That's just what I'm saying. Your conversation, if you check it. Mm. You know when you are reading the Bible and you hear, uh, is it Peter? Mm? Let me find it here. So that. Okay. Yeah, Ephesians, let me read Ephesians 2. Ephesians chapter 2, that's the one that. You know, answer to it quickly. He said, and you, chapter 2, verse 1, say, and you at he quickened, who were dead in trespasses and sins, where in time past ye walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now walketh in the children of disobedience, say, among whom also we all had our conversations. He said, among whom? We all had our conversation, which means in the, in the past, we used to live among them, right? When we're among them, we're living among them, we have to talk to them, which means we are living amongst them, right? So I just wanted to bring that out, that your conversation is revolved around your life. Your life, basically, is your conversation, right? So what, and what's your conversation is how you are relating, how you are dealing with people, eh? 
Like I said, it's not just Taye uh, uh, come to today. Uh, I'm seeing John from yesterday. We are just going to, to go and ride bike. You know, it's not that. You know, your conversation is evident in the value you have. So your conversation is revolved around your values. So because when you are conversing with people, what you converse is uh, sorry, what you converse are your values. Oh, this is you know maybe you, you've joked you, you know ah, yeah, that one, that one. after a while maybe you now want to do something you want to make a decision. What you use to do that is your value. Oh, okay, ah no no no, I'm not going to do that. Uh, I have to no 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 no. And what's happening? You're actually conversing. I would do. I won't do. I will do that. I won't do this. Oh, no, 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 I won't do that. Okay, I will do this one. I will do that one. That, uh, that is what your conversation is. I will do that. I won't do that. I will do that. So basically, summing that up, your conversation is basically the life you live. Right? And the life you live is a, as a source. The life you live as a, a source. Not, you don't just live life as if you are just living. There's a source to every single thing. Hmm? There's a source. Depending on where you now fetch your source from is what will now determine the, 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 the value of your life. Amen. So quickly, uh, I've, I've explained conversation right there. And I talked about out of the abundance of the other mouth speakers. So I'm, I'm rewinding back so I can quickly go back to where I was. So, out of the abundance of that, the mouth speaker, like I said, they were summarizing the whole you, spirit, soul, body. So, a man, so when you talk about soul, his mind, heart, right? It's inside. So, soul is the summary of everything, or is the, is the capsule that encapsulates everything. But inside there, the, most imp- the two most important parts that you pay attention to is the heart and the mind. And they said you will worship, you will serve you, the Lord the God with all this, all your heart, all your ma- soul, all your mind. It means that you will serve God with everything that is you. Now, and if I say everything that is you, it means your strength is you. You are your strength, your strength is you. So which means if the strength inside you is used for something, that means you are not serving God. Right, and you are, you are whatever you are using your strength for is what you are saving. It's as simple as that. So now let me draw that back to the the five go five goals in twenty twenty. Means if you are not using all your strength for five goals, it means that's what you are saving that year. Even though you are going to church, you are praying and you are thanking God for helping you achieve goal one. You know, after goal one, you go to church and give testimony. Abi, you are, you, are, you, are, you are actually serving that thing. You are not serving God. Right? Now, you use your energy and you serve all that, finish. And then, you, you have God at the back of your mind. Oh, Father, Lord, thank you. But if you check it, God is not leading. God is at the back. You are the one leading. God is at the back and watch. Okay, okay. And then, when you are ready, just take God, put joy. Okay, okay. To make it look good, especially if we are Christian, to make it presentable, just I got join. Okay, so brethren, I want to thank God. You know, we do all that, but what we are really using our life for is totally something else. Amen. But what we should be using our life for is actually to pursue after God. 
like I said, if you're not pursuing after God, you will pursue after this world. Because naturally, as you are in this world, you are interacting with it day and night. What should rule how you interact in this world is your relationship with God. Everything, if, if God or your relationship with God is an afterthought, is a problem. It's a problem because God won't be able to lead you. God should always be in the forefront. Amen. God should be in the world in the forefront. Every decision you make, the kind of conversation you stay around, eh, God has to be this, the core. Not just conversation you stay around. That thing will also begin to define even your friends. Okay. Why? Because, yes, yes. Is it me that said that even communication corrupts? Uh, it's not me that said It's Bible. It's Bible that said it. Evil communication corrupts good. It's not me. They said evil communication. Because the friends you keep have the grace to either sharpen you eh, or make you blunt. Why? See, iron sharpened iron. As one man sharpened the countenance of, the, of another. Right? Which means that just mere relationship as also has a part to play in your salvation work, right? Now, if you are not someone eh, that is not strong, when I say strong, that is is not really, really holding the core value of your Christian work, and you then begin to move eh, into it's not as if you know there's it's not as if you can't have friends, you know, like say, okay, we have friends that are in the world, you know, they just there's a way you deal with people like that, right? Preserving your soul. And it doesn't mean you, uh, you have to be, you are friends with everybody, you know. It just, it just means that when it comes to making decisions, you have to be careful. How you make it, you judge it with your life. You judge it with God. What are you saying? Okay, this is what I say. Okay, 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 fine. And then, okay, when they are suggesting, ah, let's go and do this. Ah, sorry, I can't, I can't do this one. Why? Ah, no, 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 no. God will allow me to do the you know, if, you say, if they say, if you say God, like, you, you are overly spiritual. Uh, yes, let me be overly spiritual. It's okay. It's, it's good. Right? Um, just using that just to define a few things. Because you must protect the life you are grooming. It's, it's like when you are starting a fire and you carry it, you now bring, bring it to the wind. Oh, yeah, everybody, come and blow it. The light will die now. Eh? So don't be tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. Every wind of doctrine, eh? I'm just using that as, is every wind of doctrine are things around God that, that is not God, that wants to blow away God eh? out of your midst, out of your presence. Amen. Amen. Hey. Okay. So every, everything that is not God that is blowing, every wind of doctrine, those doctrines are against the life you have inside. Amen. So let me quickly rush forward. So I'm saying all this so that we know that there is a place where you should be drawing strength from, where you should be living from, which is uh, from your, your dealing with God. Where you should be living from is from the source of life inside you that is God. Amen. Now, when you are using that, one of the things, how you have to build relationship with God. And how, when you are building relationship with God, you have to study the word. Amen. The word is very important. And even in the word, eh, there are so many things we also need to learn. 
You know, there's a way to study the word. There's a way to study. And when you are growing, there's also how you begin to apply wisdom as you are growing. But let me quickly just uh, move rapidly from Psalm 1, because I, I believe that's where we stop. Right? So I've, I've mentioned different things now. I've talked about um, our relationship with God, why it's important. And I've talked about uh, the source, right? We have a source, and our source is God. It ought, ought to be God. And when it's God, there's a way we, we build a relationship with God. And like I said earlier, the way God wanted to, is dealing with us is he gave us the word so he can interact with us through the word. Amen. So if God will put anything in you, it will come through the word. Why? Because even if you are seeing a vision and spirit is hovering around you, if that thing is hovering around you and you can't, you can't rest on something, you won't really hold that thing for long. You won't hold it for long at all. Eh? Maybe, you know, there are different times we come into different measures of grace. That God will, maybe you will patch on, ah, yes, I like this. You might like spirit things, you might like spirit things around you. But you, you are not really laying hold of what those things bring. And most of us, we are like that in the church. We go to church today, and we enjoy the Ah, Father, ah, today's service was so awesome. And they just, just enter house, finish. Between Sunday, Abbey, between Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. If you are not know that the person that now even go to week, week, weekday, midweek services, let's assume it's just Sunday. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. That Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. You've, dealt, you've, you've been dealing with the world. Yeah? That one as a word, it's not even one day save. Two, max, two, three hours inside church on Sunday. That's two, three hours. But you are spending how many hours with the world? 24, 24, 24, 24. <laughs> you are an accountant now. Oh, yeah, I mean, I did. You studied, you studied economics now, didn't you? Study economics. You want 68? You want 68, Abby? For six days, Abby. It's like, 80, it's like 80, 84. Is it 84? It's about 84. Mm. 144. Oh, wow. Wow. 21 or 20. Wow, that's a lot. Of How am I thinking 6 and 4 is 24? 164. Right? <laughs> 164. So just compare 3 hours to 164. Wow. Just compare the two. So which means if you don't have a life beyond the Sunday one, you are in trouble. Hmm? You, are, you are not just in trouble, you are in soup. <laughs> Thank you for helping me finish. You are in what? You are in soup. Hot one. Thank you. Hot, hot soup. And the things you are dealing with, even though you may not see them, they are, they are wicked. Eh? You, are, you, are, you are not seeing them. Sometimes, because maybe, you know, I like Nigeria because Nigeria gives you a sense that you are worrying with things. Because the, the, moment, the moment you just see a just one man walk on the street with sweat. Ah, you know, man, we are worried with things. Mm? And then you're about to sleep. You have to pray that God, I'm robber, will not come to your house. Uh-uh. Eh? You're about to go to bed. Oh, yeah, let's pray. Oh. Father Lord, God will protect this. Ah, I love this prayer. How many of us have prayed this prayer? Father Lord, turn this house into a bush for armed robbers. 
what's our prayer prayer? Is it prayer prayer? Oh, maybe it's, maybe it's only your Republic Buddha prayer kind of prayer. No? Ah, you, you, don't, you don't pray? Oh my God. Eh? Oh, Lord. Say, Lord. So, so me the go maole lower, meaning turn this house into a bush for the thieves. Basically, they won't see it. <laughs> eh? When you have to do prayer kind of prayer, you know that you are worried with things. But when you're in, but when you're in Canada, you know, everything is just smooth. Everything is... In Nigeria, if you don't want to pray, unless you are a core, a core lazy human being, not even Christian, a core lazy man, you have zero regard for God. That's why you won't even have a little fear and don't at least pray. Uh-huh. There's still one tiny thing that will be ringing in your mind. But here, you know, you can actually go out, wake up, sleep, not even think about God for a second. And you won't think there's a problem. Why? Everything is so sweet. Everything is so easy. You wake up. Everything is already arranged. You take the bus. You enter the bus. You go to work. If you are done, you look at the bus schedule. Check it. Enter the bus. You know you know what to do. Everything is arranged. Everything is alright. You have no cause for worry. Maybe the only worry you really, really have is I want a job. Uh, then you now get a job so that you can pay for things. And then you now worry about other things. What you have to, if, you don't have, if job is not your worry, eh? maybe if the first job is the worry. Then when job is gone, then other worries will now begin to flow. Job won't be the problem again. Different, different things will now begin to become problems. The problem you were not seeing eh? when you were looking for job, you now begin to see them. And then you now be dealing with all of them one by one, one by one, one by one. Once you have dealt with all that, the more you deal with them, the more the problem is increasing. You're now wondering, ah, what's happening? What's going on? And then you now, that's how people race all life. Just race. And then that's finished. And then they begin to evaluate life by how much they traveled, how much they went to the beach, how much they went to sweet restaurants to eat expensive meal. Maybe if not expensive, just restaurant. You know, how many times? No, different things you begin to measure everything with. Um, uh, what else? Eh? And that, how much money will be part of it too at some point, you know? <laughs> how much degrees? Ah! This word is awesome. You know why it's awesome? It's awesomely evil. That's what I'm saying. It's awesomely evil. Why? There's things for everybody to do. They have enough profession for you till you are gone. Just tell me you don't want to worry about God. Don't worry. They will just quickly. You know, the, the way. How many of us have been to. Okay, I've been to. You know, remember if you have been in a superstore and then suddenly you see some people selling something. Ah, oh, I don't want to try any of this. Mm. Uh, there's even the meal, and then it's the credit card one that is even serious. President's choice. They'll bring it to your face. Do you want credit card? You know, have, do you have credit card? Do you have a President's choice credit card? Oh, no, no, no. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. The way they'll do that, that's the way Satan. It will begin to bring options to your table. Okay, which one do you want? Okay, do you want that one? Okay, you don't like that one. It's okay, it's okay. I can customize. You know when you go to get something, you know, maybe you know when you want a phone, and then you are looking at the specs. Okay, I want thirty gig. You know, with uh, uh, you know, give me iPhone ten plus. I don't want iPhone because one is not big. I want ten plus because it's big enough. And also, with my phone plan, I want 8 gig data. When you begin to go, oh, yeah, yeah, we can do that, we can do that. And they will begin to give you, if it's not that one, maybe you are even, uh, I mean, uh, is, this, is this restaurant where you, you cook your own food? Oh, I want this. 
Mongo's grill. Yes, thank you, Mongo's. You go there, you just say, okay, there, you pick your food. I want this, I want that, I want, I want this and that. Okay, okay, let me put that together. And I, oh, yeah, no problem. You know, it's customer service. They have to, they have to answer you. That's the way Satan will bring customer that one. Service. Satan has customer service. Very awesome one. You just, you just begin to bring it in your, on your table. You don't tell which one do you want. Do you want, do you want this or that? Okay, not that one. And how you make those kind of decisions, eh? it's not that they'll come to your face and tell you this. No, it's with your heart you make those kind of decisions. It's in your heart. A thought will just come and just, ah, let me give myself. Well, maybe I can do that. Different things. You, know? you, you, you join out chore for yourself for the next five years. Eh? Satan is wicked. Eh? Customer service is good at it. It will bring it your way. It will tell you and make it look nice for you. It will package it well. Decorate it. Give you nice packaging. You know. It will even wrap it well for you. And then you will take your profession and be going. That's how wicked he is. Mm? And it will be, to some degree, it will, it will make sense to you. Okay, I can get, it may not even look entirely bad. It will, make, it will just make normal, natural, just make natural sense. Not spiritual, though. To make natural sense to you. Ah, let me take this. And for you to be able to discern that and deal with it, you need a higher tool. The wisdom that built this world is too high. Mm-hmm. Eh? A, a natural man, if you're not wise, you can carry God on. But if you don't access God's wisdom mm-hmm. that is given to actually deal with the world, You'll just be going, the world will be dealing with you. But you won't think. And you'll be, happy, you'll be joining all of us. Hmm? All of us will be quoting the same scripture. You know, it's everybody that's quoting that scripture. I am not, even though I am in the world, I am not of this world. Okay. Many of us will quote that thing, but the way we live tells us we are of the world. Because what is inside us is the world. It's the world that is dictating how we live. It's the world that is dictating how we arrange our life. Amen. Amen. Now, if you want to escape the world, that means you now need to also have a higher tool, a higher wisdom. And you can't access that wisdom except you begin to interact with mysteries. Because this world is a mystery. The mystery that can deal with this world is a higher mystery. Right? And that is why you need to, you need to interact with mysteries. And what are mysteries? Now, when I say mysteries, before, before people ask me, what am I saying? He said, he that speaketh in an unknown tongue, speaketh not unto man, but unto God. Albeit in the spirit, he speaketh mysteries. So I'm just using that to explain mysteries. Amen. Now, when mystery wants to, like I said, you are praying, you are praying in the spirit. Eh? And I'm back to this place again. I don't know. Johnny, I'm back here again. When you want to start dealing, let me just quickly rush through so I don't, I don't play around too much again so I can end. It's, it's almost time. When you want to start you know, interacting with mysteries, when you hear mysteries, I'm saying, just see it as interacting with the real, real thing of the spirit, which is God's own things. It's as simple as that. There are so many things that seem real in the natural, but the reality of the spirit is far-fetched. To us, spiritual reality is far. Natural reality seems is so easy for us compared to spiritual reality. That's why it's so, it's so hard to even believe ordinary faith. Ordinary faith is hard, though, eh? for for many. 
but natural things like i said your boss you know you can google boss boss time enter boss enter i'm home finish no problem but when it comes to spiritual things the reality of the spirit is too far too far even from believers we are believers but the reality reality of the spirit is far because we are not accessing them the way we should but we can't just access them unless God grant us entrance or grant us access to it. But there's a way those things come. Amen. And those things are, they hang around your building and culture around prayer and the word. That's what they, they hang around those things. Like I've said, prayer and the word, that is a believer's lifeline. That is the lifeline of a believer. Amen. So that is why it's important to study the word. Amen. When you study the word, there's something the word does to you. Now, like I said earlier, when spirit is coming, spirit cannot rest on the word. Now, but let's talk about giving ourselves to the word. So let me read Psalm 1 quickly so that I can wrap it up. Verse 1, please. Chapter 1, verse 1. Psalm 1, verse 1. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, mm-hmm. nor standeth in the way of, of the sinners, mm-hmm. nor seated in the seat of the scornful. Mm-hmm. But his delight is in the law, the law of, of the Lord, Lord, and in his law doth he meditate, meditate day and night. Say, but on his law doth he meditate day and night. So he meditates on the law day and night. Now, this day and night is the solution to the three compared to 164 problem. Okay? So because when you go to church, you spend three hours, you've learned a word. You should be meditating on the word constantly. Meditation should not be far from you. Meditating, meditating. You'll notice that in meditation is when things flow to you. Understanding begins to come. Meditation is like you are digging. You know, they give you a mine. Uh, sorry, a gold mine. And they just showed you there's gold here. But you don't need to dig, 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 dig to find the gold. That's how it is. So when you hear word, you need to start now digging into the word. How do you dig into the word? You start meditating. Now, when you are meditating on the word, what is happening is you are setting your mind on the word. It's not, then how can you meditate without setting mind on it? It's not possible now. So when you, when you are meditating, you have to set your mind on the word. And also, before meditation, right, you, have to, you, you ought to have studied the word. When you are studying the word, don't just study the word like you are reading biology book. When you are studying the word, make sure that your heart is involved. When your heart is involved, that's when you are actually getting something out of it. Doesn't mean you understand it. Doesn't mean you 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 have the, all the mystery demystified. It just means that you are actually interacting and you are engaging the word. The word doesn't open to you without your heart. It won't open to you. It's, I think I've, I've given this example before, where you rush, read, leave the house to go to work. When you are rushing and you know you are just doing all righteousness to fulfill all righteousness, you know the thing. You know your heart says it's not even uh, okay. It's not even there. Oh, Father, Lord, thank you. Okay, okay, bye-bye. Right? But by the time you leave the house, 
Hmm? Exit the door. It's, it's too far safe. The moment you finish reading it, immediately ask yourself, what did I read? Nothing. You can't remember. Right? It means the heart is just head reading it to feel righteousness. You are making yourself feel good. But you need to actually engage it. But you engage the word with your heart. So you must, you must when, you're, when you're studying, so I'm, that doesn't mean that maybe there will be times you just quickly read and run and okay. I mean, when you, but just know that when you are doing that, you are not engaging the word though. You are, you are, you are doing something, it's okay. Okay, at least it, it's, you, are, you did something. But make sure that your heart is involved when you are studying the word. So study it. And when you are studying it, read it as if you are in worship. The same way you worship with song, oh Lord, my God. Read, that's the same way you would, the same heart you use to study the word. Amen. And when you are studying the word, they, as you are doing that, you are building relationship with the word. Now, when you use your heart, it means that thing can enter your heart. When you are going or going about your day, meditation can flow from that place. You know, meditation really is a, although you meditate as, as you are thinking, but it actually has to do with the heart. It has to do with the heart. So when you are meditating upon the word, eh, then you can begin to deal with the word. Then the word can also begin to open itself to you. Now, the moment the word opens up to you, what the word will reveal to you is a different world entirely. A world that is not the natural, but the spirit. Now, what many Christians do, now, and we, 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 we do this, maybe unknowingly, unknowingly sometimes, maybe mostly unknowingly, is even though we are studying the word, we are reading it, we are just carrying it, and just going to apply it without receiving wisdom. Out of it. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, okay. We use it to justify what we are doing rather than let it instruct what we are doing. Amen. So you begin to interact with the word. As you are interacting, then you begin to follow how the word begins to lead you. You need to have a relationship with the word to the point whereby it is easy for the word to flow out of your heart to instruct you for things. Yeah? Just to instruct you for, for things. Uh, and this is where it is very important where, where we talk about hearing God. And hearing God. Ah, I want to hear God. I want to hear God. Mm-hmm. Even the issue of hearing God, you won't really hear God if you've not stayed on the world. What you'll be hearing are spirits, other things. You will be reading the word, but other things will be talking to you. Hmm? You need to engage the word, whereby the word is free in your heart. The word is free to flow. It can bubble up within your heart. So as you are reading it, and what, what will make that happen is when you are studying with your heart, you are making sure your heart is involved as you are studying, and then you are meditating on it day and night. Now, what these two things does, the difference between just reading and meditation is, when you are meditating and you are applying your heart, it allows you to flow from the letters to the spirit. Now, the first thing you engage is the letters. So, no doubt, you need to engage the letters. But the letter 
is given to access the spirit. So when you are reading, when I say letters, it means you are just reading the Bible, the text. But it's not just text. And don't forget I mentioned earlier that when you are reading a book, right, it gives you into the heart of the writer. Who wrote the Bible? Uh-huh. A man of old. They what? They wrote as they were inspired by the Holy Spirit. So the real writer of the scripture is the Holy Ghost. Holy Spirit. Which means for you to access what Holy Spirit is writing, eh? Holy Ghost, Holy Spirit needs to give you way. Okay, come and know what is in my heart. But what most of us do is we don't know what is in the Holy Spirit's heart. We just carry word and go and do. So which means we don't access the spirit, we just access the letter. That's why I said somebody should help me open Second Corinthians chapter 3. Please help me read verse 6. Is it 6? Second Corinthians 3 verse 6. Mm. Um, who also had made us able ministers of mm-hmm. the New Testament? Of the New Testament. Not of the letter. But... But of the spirit, mm-hmm. but the letter killeth. For the letter killeth. But life. the spirit giveth life. Mm? Yeah. Read, read it again. Who also had made us able, able ministers mm-hmm. of the New Testament? Okay. Not of the letter. Not of the letter. Of the spirit. But of the spirit. Pause there. Say so not of the letter, but of the spirit. So Paul is making a distinction there that we are not just ministers. We are able ministers, not of the letter. Because there are they that minister the letter. Mm. But what the letter does is it kills. The letter kills people because it doesn't have, because whatever doesn't have life, what it can give you is death. It will kill you. Why? Because the opposite of life is simply death. So if you don't have, if you are not alive, you are dead. So if you have life, right, you have life. If you don't have life, you are dead. It's as simple as that. So, which means if you must access the, uh, the, you need to access the spirit. That means you can't stay on the letters. You have to stay. You have to move from the letters into the spirit. You move from the letter to the spirit. How? As you are reading the letter, don't just carry it eh? without letting wisdom come to you. And give you inspiration and wisdom on the scripture you are reading. Don't just carry it and go. Wait on the scriptures. It's also a good thing. There's, there's, you know, well, God has put waiting measures everywhere. Even when it comes to accessing God's things, you have to be patient. You have to be able to wait. Hmm? You have to be able to wait for it. Hmm? It will not tarry. You need to be able to what? To wait for it. So errors, mistake, issues flow from people just carrying Bible and going to apply it to their own uh, agenda and mm, not knowing that what they are doing, they are just killing themselves, right? You need to be able to wait on the spirit, for spirit to break forth Mm. out of the world and then give you wisdom. This one is not something, uh, how do I say it? It's when when you experience it, you know. What do I mean? Is as you are reading, you just notice that 
our hands. It's very, it's very, let me just use this to explain it. When you are studying the word, you now notice that the same way Holy Ghost bubbles tongues inside you. Eh? As you are reading the word, the word is also having the same effect. Yes, sir. It's having the same effect on you. And you're, you're, it's as if something is about to break forth out of the word. Ah, then you begin to wait and you begin to wait. And you wait on that thing to give direction on the word. Ah, okay, ah, Holy Ghost is about to say something. That means you keep meditating. Don't use your own mind to interpret yes, it. Let Holy Spirit give inspiration. Amen. And then you wait, and then you notice it will just break forth. And then the wisdom of that word will just come forth. What just happened, when that happens, is a, a part of mystery is just open to you. That's just what, that, what happened. So you need to be able to wait upon the word and let the spirit of the word come to Don't stay on the letter. Wait on the letter until it breaks into spirit. Right? When I say wait on the letter, is make sure you are studying your Bible. Mm-hmm. As you are studying, then wait until it breaks into spirit. And you need, to, you need to keep studying and studying and studying and studying. It's all those, ex, as, as those things break forth, it's all those experiences you are having will be building you up. Gradually. Gradually. Eh? What you need out of the world is understanding. There's that thing, and that thing is, you, you need to be careful with that. And to make sure that you are getting understanding from the world. But you must be spirit-tuned for that to happen to you. You must be spirit-conscious. You must be spirit-tuned. And you can't be half-half and you think you just get inspiration like that. doesn't mean you won't get inspiration, but you have 90.9% of getting it wrong than actually getting it right. Why? Because when you are unstable in your ways, See, a do- <laughs> this is very simple. See, a double-minded man, he receives not anything from God. Why? He doesn't because he's unstable in his ways. So double-minded just mean okay. I'm da- double-minded just means your mind is set on two different things. You are not. You are not single on God. You are not. It's not. God is not your all in all. You have God and other things. And the other thing seems to be heightened more than God himself. Right? But you need to be able to stay. Eh? Don't be double-minded. Don't be... Don't try to use the word eh? to fuel your own desire. Let the word bring forth life and lead you. It must break into life to lead you. Amen. So give yourself to the word. Make sure you study your word. Meditate on the word. Hmm? Don't stay on the letter. Move to the spirit of the word. Amen. I'm just going to stop here tonight. Amen. Does anybody have any question?
No question. Okay. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let's just begin to thank God for tonight. Father, we thank you. Father, we give you praise. Father, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you, Father. Father, we thank you. Give you praise. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Father In Jesus' name. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for tonight. We thank you for the grace to join into your word tonight. We thank you for the, the breeze of your spirit, for your mercy. We thank you for the word you've spoken to us tonight. Father, we ask that the grace to apply these things that you would give to us in the name of Jesus. Now we ask for strength for each and every one of us that you strengthen us to begin to portion our life around these things you are teaching. Even for to reap, reap great blessings which you have kept in these words in the name of Jesus. Now we ask for the wisdom to apply these things for that you would give to us in the name of Jesus. Father, we ask for each and every one, even anyone that is even struggling with, with the word, Father, that you will give grace to begin to access the word in the name of Jesus. Father, we ask for even greater help, greater help, much help with things pertaining your word, that you will begin to, to quicken our spirit even concerning your word in the name of Jesus. Father, for each and everyone that is desiring to flow in your word, even to have a blissful relationship with your word, to, to connect you, Father, we ask that you would give grace for this fellowship in the name of Jesus. Father, we ask, Lord, that the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit that you will bring Amen. near each and every one of Amen. us in the name of Jesus. Amen. Father, Amen. we ask for mercy. Yes, Lord. We ask for mercy. Yes, Lord. Because it is not of him that will it or him that run it. It is you that show mercy. We ask, Lord, if we have found grace in thy sight, that you would give us and bless us with abundant mercy Amen. concerning your things in the Amen. name of Jesus. Father, we long to know you. Amen. Father, the grace to pursue yes. after you, we give to our heart, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Father, because you've answered our prayers. Thank you for, for your spirit, which you are causing to, to shine in our heart. Yes. Thank you, Father. You dwells between the cherubim, shine for you dwell between the cherubim, shine